Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew, our Michigan football recruiting podcast right here on maizeandbrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon, and with me today and always is my co-host, Maize and Brew recruiting contributor, John Simmons. John, how are you doing today? How's your uh, long weekend been? Yeah, it was nice, relaxing. Went to see the girlfriend's family um, and then have been moving in uh, with her over this next week so big step man yep <laughs> oh so you're uh you're a fully committed man is what you're saying yep. um cool well that i wish you the best of luck with all of that <laughs> i you. am i am also getting ready to move i'm not moving in with my girlfriend but uh moving into my first house which yeah, is uh also huge which yeah it's been quite the journey so I am uh, geared up for that, kind of just slowly moving all of my things out and uh, preparing for that. So it's been a busy time for you, as it has for me, and as it has for uh, Michigan football recruiting, which is what we're going to get into today. There's a lot to talk about, but let's start, John, with one of the players who is currently committed to Michigan in the 23 class. And there's been a, a slight development here, so I think it is important to talk about and uh, we're going to be talking about four-star linebacker Raylan Wilson. Uh, he's the highest-ranked player committed to Michigan uh, in this 23 class. He's ranked inside the top 100 overall, one of the top-rated linebackers in the country. Well, just because he's been committed 
to Michigan doesn't mean he isn't interested in other programs. And I would say, in fact, it is quite the opposite. He is hearing out some other programs, uh, most notably Georgia and Florida. And he has set his official visit to Georgia for this upcoming weekend. So when he committed to Michigan, I believe it was back in December. I think it was just right after the uh, Big Ten championship game. Uh, Georgia was number two in that recruitment right behind Michigan. So Michigan was the clear cut number one as he committed. Georgia was right behind at number two. Seems like Florida's at number three. So uh, he's going to check out Athens this weekend. Then he has an official visit scheduled to the Florida Gators the following weekend of June 10th. And then after that is when he will finally make his way back to Ann Arbor for Victor's weekend, which is the weekend of June 17th, which in case you aren't incredibly familiar with Victor's weekend, it's been a thing that they've been doing for the last few years now. It's one of Michigan's biggest recruiting events every year. It's always held usually in the middle of June, but it's, it's always in the month of June. Uh, they host a ton of top targets, committed players. They just have a ton of people on campus all at one time. And it's usually their biggest recruiting weekend outside of maybe the barbecue at the big house. You could probably uh, debate which one is bigger, but regardless, it's going to be a major, major recruiting weekend. So Raylan Wilson will be back uh, in Ann Arbor the weekend of June 17th for Victor's weekend. So John, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, he, cause th this is the big development in my eyes is that he was originally going to visit Michigan the weekend of June 10th and then Florida the weekend of June 17th, which is that Victor's weekend, but he flip-flopped those dates. And I think it's absolutely huge for Michigan to get him back on campus for one of their biggest recruiting weekends of the entire year. But on the flip side, he's going to be checking out a couple SEC schools before that visit. So we'll see where his head's at after the weekend of June 17th. But there's a lot to go in this recruitment. But I, I think this is an overall positive development. What do you think as of right now, John? Yeah, definitely. I think him shifting his visits kind of follows all the better rules of recruiting in Michigan's favor. You know, they're going to get his last visit. They're going to get him on campus with a ton of other top targets and talented guys around him, which helps. And as, as well as like uh, most of Michigan's existing class should also be on campus then. So that'll help uh, with the peer recruiting. Um, so I think it kind of reflects how Michigan's chances of keeping Wilson have uh, changed in the last month, couple months. Um, I think for a while after he committed, it kind of seemed like it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to end up leaving the class and going to either Georgia or Florida, but I think the optimism has kind of creeped up again that Michigan can hold on to him. I think, you know, throughout the evaluation period, I think multiple coaches went down to visit him. I think both Jesse Minter and George Hilo like stopped by his high school on the first day that they were able to, which I think showed a lot of um, interest in him and, you know, kind of showed that they were willing to put in the work to keep him in the class. And I think he's responded well to that. So I think the him visiting on the 17th and being that last visit is, is really uh, big for Michigan's chances here. Yeah, I, I really like the approach that they've had with Raylan Wilson kind of recruiting him like he's an uncommitted prospect at this point because they really, uh, with the attention to detail, getting down to him on several occasions, like you mentioned during this uh, evaluation period, I think it was huge for Hilo and Jesse Minter to get down there and uh, get some FaceTime, and not really with him, because 
during the valuation period, you can't fit, like see prospects face to face. But the fact that they went down to his high school, not once, but at least twice from what I saw, uh, John, I, it's just huge that they were able to do that and really just proving that he is um, a very wanted prospect in this class because he's at a position of need. He is a top ranked player in the entire country let alone at his position, but a top 100 overall prospect, in my opinion, from what I've seen, I think he is uh, among the top linebackers in the country. I think the talent evaluators and, and rankings people have it pretty spot on with him being in the top 100. So really big that uh, this is looking really good because it, at one point, in, in my eyes at least, it, it kind of seemed like he was very open to a Georgia very open to looking into some of these other schools, which he definitely is. Don't get me wrong. He's still taking these official visits, but I, I think the optimism for Michigan being able to keep him in the class has kind of increased dramatically. So uh, let me ask you this though, John, out of Georgia and Florida, those two schools that he's going to be visiting uh, officially here in the next couple of weeks, which one scares you the most to potentially flip him? Because like I said earlier, Georgia was number two in this race before he committed to Michigan. Uh, so they're obviously a, a good candidate, but Florida, it's the hometown school. He's from the state of Florida. He's got huge interest in what they've got going on down there in Gainesville. Uh, so you could make an argument for either one, in my opinion, but I'm curious to hear your answer. Yeah, I actually think it's uh, Florida, which is kind of um, probably the opposite of what most people would think, given that Georgia was second when he committed, like you mentioned, um, but I, I think the new staff at Florida has a lot of energy on the trail. They're the in-state school, uh, also, like you mentioned. And I think that um, them getting him for originally for the first visit or for his last visit showed a lot of interest on Wilson's end there, too. So I think they kind of have the buzz now. Um, I think, you know, when Wilson was uh, deciding between Georgia and Michigan at the end in like December, it was kind of surprising that he didn't consider Georgia more, you know, they were coming off of, you know, one of the most dominant defenses in college football history. And, you know, they just lost SEC championship game, but they're still going to be in the college football playoff and ended up winning the national title. So I think if he really, I think something might be holding him back from Georgia, but he, they will, uh, you know, get him up for what is going to be a really big recruiting weekend for them, probably their biggest in terms of visitors. Um, this weekend so that'll be um, you know pretty big and you can obviously never count them out for a prospect but uh, we'll see what happens but I, I kind of think that Florida with Billy Napier there and a lot of buzz on the trail especially in the state of Florida there um, is the bigger threat right now. Yeah I, I actually agree with you man I, I think they're making some major headway on the trail and it's not really showing right now with the guys that they have committed their top ranked player is Aaron Gates who very well could flip to Michigan uh, that uh, four-star athlete uh, going to be a cornerback or a safety at the next level. But um, I, I think they're making some major headway with some of the higher prospects in the country, uh, just getting in these recruitments for Cormani McLean, the five-star cornerback, uh, AJ Harris, another five-star cornerback that they're in for. I mean, they're in for a lot of highly talented players and it, I guess it's easy, you know, you new staff, they're in the South, they've got, a lot of really highly talented players down there. So it's a recruiting hotbed. So it, it really doesn't shock me that Florida is um, making some headway with a lot of 
uh, the higher ranked recruits in this 2023 class. And I wouldn't be shocked if they end up with a few of those five stars. It would not surprise me whatsoever. So I'm with you, honestly. I, I think Florida is the bigger threat at this point to potentially flip Raylan Wilson. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anything like that would be um, coming in the next few weeks by any means. But I, I think if there's one school that probably has a better shot right now to do that, I think it is Florida. I'm with you. Um, so let's, let's switch topics here, John. And uh, because this is another development that happened over the past week, and uh, it revolves around, in my opinion, at least the number one top prospect in the 23 class, and that's five-star athlete Nicholas Harbor, who released his top seven list. And to no one's surprise, Michigan was front and center pretty much right on that list. The other schools who made the cut are USC, Maryland, South Carolina, Miami, Georgia, and LSU. A few interesting schools in there for sure. There were a few notable omissions. Uh, I would say Alabama uh, was a pretty notable one. I mean, if you leave uh, a school like Alabama and Nick Saban off your top list. That is a major flex, in my opinion. Uh, Oregon was another one that was kind of coming hard for him. And then Penn State as well. Those were a few of the, um, in my opinion, at least, uh, notable schools that he left off his list. But honestly, that's going to happen when you've got offers from essentially every, every major program in America. Let's be real. He has offers from pretty much everybody. Um, So in terms of the next steps for his recruitment, he's going to take his time uh, kind of deciding and and going through his top seven with his visits. He'll likely take some officials in the fall. He's looking to take some in the summer. So uh, I, in my opinion, I think it would be better for him, for Michigan at least, uh, to get Harbor on campus in the fall. And uh, I'll I'll explain why. And, And I know that You've got the Victor's weekend coming up in a few weeks. I know you've got the barbecue in July, but nothing beats a college game day atmosphere at Michigan, in Ann Arbor, at the big house. Uh, They always knock out those uh, game day visits, those official visits. They always knock it out of the park. And I think it's important for a kid to uh, kind of see everything up close, especially as highly ranked as Nicholas Harbor is, I think it's important for him to be able to see the atmosphere, be able to bond with some other recruits while at a game and kind of just see how the coaches go through uh, a a game day, you know, going through the morning up until the game, how they coach their players. I think that's really important. So honestly, um, I don't know when Harbor is going to make his visits by any means. He hasn't really uh, scheduled anything out, but the plan was to take some in the summer, some in the fall. It sounds like with his track schedule, if I had to guess, I would say he'll probably get to Michigan in the fall, which again, John, in my opinion, is really good. The later the visit, the better uh, for Michigan's chances. That's just my thoughts. I want to get your thoughts on all that too, John. Yeah, I think the track schedule is a big uh, you know, roadblock for him getting to take these official visits in June. Um, since, you know, he's so serious about that sport as well and he can't blame him, you know, he has a chance to be in the Olympics with it. Um, but I think it would be a good strategy. I think, um, you know, Michigan should really push hard to get him up for the barbecue. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any events going on in July, but I feel like that would be a good opportunity and then to get him up in the summer and then try to get him in the fall again, you know, just try to get as many visits as possible. And I think that, uh, kind of, would uh, show a lot of interest there. 
uh, from Harbor if they could get him up there. You know, they're also recruiting uh, Mupoyi, his uh, teammate there, who will be up uh, for an official in June. So, you know, if they can lock him up uh, during that visit, that would be great uh, for Michigan's chances as well and kind of um, give him another connection to the program, which he already has a ton of. Um, and I think that's kind of putting Michigan in a really good spot. You know, he's looking, he's a really high academic kid. His parents are both really, really impressive people. So I don't think he's going to be, um, you know, looking for the NIL money as much as other guys. So um, it's just kind of that combination of academics and uh, opportunity with uh, both football and track at the next level. And I think Michigan has a strong, just as strong of a pitch um, as any of the schools in his top seven with that. Yeah, that was actually going to be the next thing I brought up. And and you make great points all over is that track is something that he has admitted that he also wants to do in college. It's something that he strives for. Like you said, he could be an Olympic athlete if he really wanted to go for that. And I do believe at some point in his life, he probably will be on the track and field an Olympic athlete. So the fact that he wants to do that, right? So Michigan has a pretty good track program. I would I would say that is a a, a checked box uh, for uh, narrowing down uh, the potential suitors for him. Academics is uh, a major factor for him, like you just mentioned. We already know that's a checked box at the University of Michigan. That's not that's like the the, the most checked box you could possibly get. The family is from and familiar with the Michigan area. Uh, his, uh, I believe it was his father had spoken with uh, a Steve Wolfong from 24-7 Sports recently and said that uh, uh, his wife uh, is from uh, Michigan. Her parents still live in Michigan. So that is uh, uh, not going to hurt you whatsoever uh, for Michigan's chances. So the parents love the coaching staff and the school. Again, another checkbox. And then you start getting into some of these other on the field things, recent development of defensive ends, which is more than likely where Harbor is going to play in college. So you had Hutchinson drafted at number two overall in the NFL draft uh, just last month. That's a, a big check right there. David Ojabo, had he not suffered the injury on the pro day, he probably would have been another first round pick, but he still fell to the second round. That's still great production from the defensive end spot. You look at Rashawn Gary, he was recently drafted. Chase Winovich was recently drafted. You got a lot of guys on the edge that you can point to and say, hey, they have found success in the NFL. They got drafted relatively early in the NFL draft. That's going to go a long way uh, with helping him determine what school he wants to go to. You look at some of these other schools, and yeah, obviously Georgia has had massive success along the defensive line specifically. Uh, you look at just this past draft alone, they had pretty much everybody on that defense drafted, uh, if not in the first round, the first few rounds. Uh, LSU has had some good players as well, uh, but you start getting into some of these other schools like Maryland. I mean, they're the hometown school. You got to do them a solid and put them on the top list. South Carolina, I mean, outside of Jadeveon Clowney, I can't really point to uh, someone at the edge spot that has had massive success in the NFL uh, from South Carolina, Miami. I mean, they're, you know, up and coming on the recruiting trail with a lot of these younger coaches that they have uh, USC. They've had a few, a few guys here and there. Uh, but honestly, I would say USC is probably uh, one of the top contenders for Michigan in this recruitment, just because of that visit that he took uh, to USC. I, I believe it was within the last month or two. 
really blew him and his parents away. So I would watch out for the Trojans moving forward in this recruitment. But John, I mean, pretty much what I'm trying to get at here uh, in terms of Michigan's placement on the top seven list that he released, I, I don't think it's a hot take to say Michigan's at the very top, at least as of today, it, which I mean, doesn't really mean a whole lot because he's not committing today. And there's a lot of time between when uh, between now and when he does commit. But I think with the comments that uh, Harbor's father made to uh, 24-7 uh, about all of the things that Michigan has and uh, family atmosphere and, and the fact that the family still lives in Michigan and the academics and the on-field and everything. I mean, it, it's really hard to imagine, in, in my mind, it's hard to imagine him choosing somewhere else to play college football at the end of the day, if all of these things truly mean something in his recruitment. So I, I think as of right now, Michigan really checks all these boxes. And, you know, I'm, I'm very skeptical most of the time about Michigan's chances with a, a kid of his caliber, but I truly believe this one is different. And I would not be surprised if Michigan won at the end of the day. And you brought up Joseph Mupoya angle. I think that's a really important one too, because Michigan probably leads for him too. So um, John, there's just a lot of good going Michigan's way here, honestly. Yeah. And I think there's even one more in that his track coach went to Michigan. Uh, she got her law degree from Michigan as well. And has had really, really good things to say about Michigan um, during this process too, which I also think will help. And, you know, I think, you know, he's definitely considering schools as, um, you know, options to, to run track at, but I think he's kind of prioritizing football. Otherwise, you know, I think he would have included a school like Oregon in his top seven, you know, given that they, yeah. are, you know, sponsored by Nike and the track nationals are there every year. You know, there's not many better schools to run track at that with Oregon plus the, you know, great football program. So I kind of think he is prioritizing uh, football a little bit more. And uh, I know Michigan's, you know, willing to let him play whatever position he wants. They, he has, you know, both Mike Elston and Ron Bellamy um, recruiting him since uh, Bellamy is the uh, DMV recruiter, uh, recruiting guy as well for yeah. Michigan. And, uh, you know, there have been some, uh, you know, like assumptions that maybe uh, Harbor wants to play wide receiver so he can stay more in track shape. So I think Michigan kind of has their bases covered um, all over the place there with, uh, you know, every angle, you know, of things that he could kind of uh, prioritize in his recruitment. I think Michigan has as good of a pitch as any. So um, it just kind of stay the course here, get him up for as many visits as possible and uh, hope that there's not any, you know, like 11th hour surprises here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that. And I, I've been very skeptical about the five-star defensive linemen that they've recruited recently. I mean, Walter Nolan, this past cycle, I kind of figured all along he wouldn't end up at Michigan. Uh, that was just a gut feeling I had. Zach Harrison uh, a few years ago, I kind of figured that at the end of the day, Ohio boy, five-star, if you didn't go to Ohio State, you'd be the most hated man in the state of Ohio every uh, of winter break and every summer break that you go back uh, to the state of Ohio. So I kind of figured he would be uh, a Buckeye at the end of the day, but this one's different. I, I really do feel differently about this one. I'm slightly optimistic uh, just because of all the things that we've laid out here. I, I think there's a lot going in Michigan's favor. So, um, but again, this is going to take a while he's going to take some visits in the fall. I don't anticipate him making a decision uh, anytime soon. I, this is going to drag out for months. So 
buckle in, be prepared to potentially have this go to the early signing period, potentially later. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, pushed it that far back either. Um, but we'll see. So really quickly, though, uh, we got one more segment here. Uh, talk about a couple of visits coming up this weekend. Now, the big official visits don't really start until the weekend of June 10th, but there are a couple guys who are slated to be on campus this weekend, one in the 23 class, one in the 24 class. Let's start with the 23 prospect here, breaking him down, and that is four-star cornerback Daniel Harris. Haven't really talked a whole lot about him, but I think he's quietly becoming a big target for Steve Klinkscale and the Wolverines. He is listed at six foot two. 175 pounds. He's from Miami, Florida, is number 311 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. He has some other official visits set up uh, outside of this weekend for Michigan. He has Ohio State next weekend for June 10th. Uh, He has uh, June 17th, he's going to uh, Georgia. And then June 24th, he will be at Penn State. So he's already unofficially visited Georgia uh, back in April. So they're probably one of the top out, like outside of these four Georgia, I would assume is probably number one or number two at this point. So I would watch out for the Bulldogs uh, in this recruitment, Uh, but I would imagine that these four that he's going to officially visit are probably the top four schools as of right now. So there's probably some potential for Michigan to make up some ground in this one, because I would probably anticipate Michigan being at the back, back half of uh, those four schools and the 24 prospect I'll bring up real quick. He's a top 100 overall player, four-star wide receiver, Bridell Richardson. He is 6'1", 185. He is from Tampa, Florida, is going to be visiting Notre Dame on Thursday and then Michigan on Friday. Of course, he's a 24 prospect. So these are both unofficial visits. Um, So he has other offers outside of those two schools from Alabama, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Miami, uh, pretty much what I'm getting at, blue blood programs. He's going to be a hot commodity on the recruiting trail uh, in this 24 class. So uh, keep him in mind when we eventually get there. John, let's chat about uh, Daniel Harris first, since he's in the 23 class. Defensive back, it isn't a huge need for Michigan in this cycle. They took what seems to be like a dozen (laughs) in the last cycle. So it's not like a a top of the board priority by any means. Uh, But Harris, he is garnering national attention, could very well wind up at a Big Ten East school, whether it be Ohio State or Penn State. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. So if you are Michigan, you probably push pretty hard here, considering You probably don't want him in Penn State. You definitely don't want him at Ohio State. And it's a guy that Steve Klinkscale wants. He values uh, height at the cornerback position. Harris is 6'2". He's listed at 175 pounds, so there's room for him to grow, um, you know, strength-wise. So uh, get him an offseason in the strength and conditioning program, and he'd probably be uh, good to go by his redshirt freshman season. So uh, considering all of that, I think Michigan, Steve Klinkscale, uh, on this visit will probably lay out the red carpet. And it's probably good uh, that they get him kind of solo in the 23 class, at least as of right now. There could be other visits or visitors that get scheduled later on in the week that we haven't talked about. Uh, but I would anticipate this being a pretty low-key visit, um, which the one-on-ones for a prospect like Daniel Harris probably could go a long way here, John. 
Yeah, I'm kind of interested in their strategy here um, because they haven't really scheduled any other official visits for this first weekend. Um, you know, I think in the past they've kind of just lined up um, as many as possible for each weekend, but uh, this year they only have Harris as the only official visitor. Um, I think they're doing a couple more like midweek um, official visits this year that kind of give the players that don't want to be, um, you know, lumped in with a huge group of players, you know, allow them to get more individual attention. And, you know, maybe that's what Harris was looking for. Um, but I think he's one of the biggest uh, risers in the class, potentially, you know, he was kind of an unknown before the evaluation period. He wasn't, um, I think really thought of as a big time national prospect. Um, but then when you have official visits scheduled to Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, you know, I think his like low four star ranking is probably going to change pretty soon. Um, you know, given how many big time schools are after him. Um, you know, I also think it's notable that he goes to Gulliver prep, which is the same school as a uh, Jalen Brown, who is the, you know, five-star receiver that yep. uh, Michigan's been going after forever. Um, so I'm not sure how close they are, but that could also be an interesting development there if things go well with Harris. Um, but we'll see. I think it's kind of new. Michigan's kind of newer to his recruitment, but I think it's notable that he already, you know, included them in his uh, de facto top four by being one of the schools to get an official. So I think Kling Scale has done a really good job. He was in Florida a lot during the month of May, and I think uh, – He's continuing to get uh, results, I think. Yeah, he spent a lot of time down there for the evaluation period. So it's good to see that that kind of work is starting to pay off. And, yeah, I mean, putting Michigan in his, like you said, de facto top four already um, with the fact that they haven't really recruited him a ton up until the last month or so um, really speaks to the volumes of uh, the recruiter that Steve Klinkscale is, the reputation that he has, and uh, the trust that some of these prospects have in him uh, being able to develop them into a uh, NFL-caliber player. Let's talk about Richardson uh, to end the show here. He's Honestly, he's one of the many elite wide receiver prospects in the 24 class that Michigan is in for right now. Ron Bellamy has positioned Michigan, I think, really nicely in this 2024 class to potentially land some premier talent. Now, Richardson is going to be a tough pull with all of the offers from the Southern schools. He's from the South. So obviously it's going to be an uphill climb, but that key first step takes place this weekend. It's his first unofficial visit to Ann Arbor. If you're able to get him back, uh, I think uh, you could really take off with this recruitment um, you know, just given the fact that I think Ron Bellamy is among the better recruiters on Michigan staff. He definitely has that kind of um, mentality where he's not going to let a guy go very easily uh, on the recruiting trail. So I think this is a, like I said, it's a key first step in this recruitment for a 2024 guy who's from the South, uh, being able to get him on campus this weekend. Uh, really just, you know, got to take baby steps with these kinds of players. But it's good that they're getting him on campus. Obviously a top talent. Everybody wants him. And uh, you just see how the visit goes and go from there, John. Yeah, he's kind of a new name um, to the Michigan's board. So, you know, I'm not really too familiar with him, but I think it's pretty notable that Bellamy can get these, uh, you know, top 100 uh receivers up from different parts of the country you know he's hitting texas hard i think a lot for 
this cycle and next. Um, so we'll see if he can um, land these guys from, you know, out of region. I think that would speak a lot to his recruiting ability. Um, so I think Henderson, I'm not sure, you know, what the top schools in his recruitment are so far, but I think going up, you know, wanting to visit the Midwest schools in Michigan and Notre Dame um, are, is a good sign. I think, you know, he probably values academics. Um, you know, you'd consider, you'd think you'd visit Ohio state or something, but maybe he's more of the Michigan Notre Dame type of kid um, that they kind of recruit a lot of the, the same guys. So we'll see how this one goes, but yeah, getting the unofficial as a junior or as a rising junior even is uh, a good mm-hmm. first step. And, you know, we'll just see if they can get him back onto the campus after this. Yeah. I mean, obviously with a 24 guy, long, long time to go before he puts uh, ink to paper for his letter of intent. But yeah, I mean, this, this is really like how things develop on the recruiting trail. You, uh, you evaluate these guys early on, you form that relationship, you get them on campus and you go from there. And obviously if they continue to recruit him after that unofficial visit, I would imagine he would probably be one of those top guys for Ron Bellamy and Michigan moving forward in this 24 class at the receiver position. So lots to uh, sort out and see how everything goes. I'm interested to see how uh, these visits go and how the rest of the uh, June visits go, which we will certainly be talking a whole lot about in the month of June uh, as these visits play out. It's, it's a really interesting and exciting time on the recruiting trail uh, for Michigan and for a lot of schools. So, Stay tuned to uh, Amazing Brew and Future Brew because we'll break all of this down for you, as always. So uh, that's going to do it for today. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, buddy? At Simmons underscore John. Follow Amazing Brew on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know where to find us. Just type in Amazing Brew. Five-star reviews on all the podcasts would be greatly appreciated. Go check out the YouTube channel as well, and we would certainly appreciate all of that support. For John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll talk to you guys next week.